0: Welcome to the Keep Rising podcast, hosted by Project Still I Rise Incorporated. Project Still I Rise is a community-based nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering today's youth for tomorrow's opportunities. This podcast is dedicated to education, empowerment, and inspiration on behalf of young people and communities across the nation.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep On Rising Up podcast, pro- powered by Project Still uh, I'm your new host for this podcast, Nicholas Howard, and it's an honor and pleasure to be able to be able to speak with these wonderful guests that we have in, in today. And a uh, wonderful guest that we have today for with our podcast is Arthur Gregg. Arthur, uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? What are you doing? Some of
2: the hobbies that you're in, involved in? Sure. Awesome. It's good to be here. Glad that... Um... I'm a part of this podcast. A little bit about me. I am Arthur Gregg, and currently I serve as the assistant vice president for the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at the University of Texas at Dallas. Um, I've been. This is my 24th year um, at the university, and my I think 30-something year uh, in higher ed and. Um, so hobbies include mentoring. Um, very active in my community, in the church. Um, I am also currently serving as the chair of the board for Projects Till I Rise, and so um working with an empowerment of young people, in particular young people of color and African-American uh, males, and so uh, with that, uh, I'm engaged in the uh, Aiming for the stars, African American Male Academic Bowl, as well as um, Project Still Our Rise and several other uh, mentoring type programs. Absolutely. And that's a very extensive background. This is a blessing to have
1: you on this podcast today. Uh, for our topic today, we're going to be talking about college life after the pandemic. Uh, I can relate to this one a little bit, um, because I'm a recent college graduate, graduated last year in 2020. So I guess you could say I'm a a COVID graduate is what we like to call it. Well, congratulations. It's 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 definitely been a, uh, yes, thank you. It's definitely been a difficult transition. But uh, could you uh, describe the differences in a life at at college before the pandemic and life in college after the pandemic for us?
2: So, yeah, I've been thinking about that. I think pre-pandemic life in college was uh, pretty hectic. It was fast paced, pretty, uh, for some, stressful. Uh, For some, it was a time of uh, of a lot of joy and fun and, and freedom for many because for some, the first time away from home, uh, and, and then the pandemic came and kind of changed the, the narrative of what college life looked like. And so where students were so excited and free to be away from home and to learn, many were, were um, back at home uh, in, in, in school. And so it brought some uncertainty. Um, it brought some, some, a slower pace. Uh, it seems that students are more, more. College life is more reflective. Uh, people are trying to determine, you know, now it, is my dollar? Is it worth me now? If I'm going to be taking more online classes, why should I? Why should I be active on campus? Why should I be as engaged in college as uh, many were, and and as I, uh, as college students say, as they were prior to the, the pandemic. So uh, I think it's been kind of. Uh, an interesting shift in what college life is like moving from this sense of freedom going onto a campus pre-pandemic to a sense of um, safety uh, and a different type of safety, uh, a health safety uh, post-pandemic or or since the pandemic. And so it's it's been different. But here's the thing, colleges are still happening college is still a thing college is still a place to go Poly- college is still a place to be even during a pandemic yeah absolutely uh definitely agree with that uh sir it's just um
1: college is a definitely experience that I, I i wish everybody can have just uh it's just so different now for a lot of the students that have to go through this yucky time of the pandemic uh that leads us to our next question uh, how has the pandemic affected the students' learning ability?
2: Well, I think and for some students, and, and I don't want to categorize all students and, and, and lump everybody together. For some students who were distance learners already, who maybe were non-traditional students, the students who were in programs that were uh, you know, 50 to 100% online, it's it's not really impacted. their are affected. Their learning because this is how they were engaged in college or, or through through um, education. And so, if if anything, it enhanced their learning because there was more available. So now it wasn't just the the classes. You had uh, counseling. You had activities. You had things that you that they weren't getting by being in those programs and not being on a traditional campus. So for some, it enhanced their learning. For others who were traditional students who were used to being on a campus, in a class, with instructors, um, it's impacted them. It's affected them in many ways. For some, um, some have become disengaged in learning. Because it's been all online and they're accustomed to being participatory learners, meaning they're hands on sitting in the class, having discussion face to face with professors, with their colleagues, or maybe meeting afterwards after class and at a Starbucks or someplace or maybe right outside the class to have a conversation about what was just unlearned. Uh, and for those students it, it's uh, the effect has been really learning a new way of learning um, you know with with it being so with everything on zoom or go to meeting or in Microsoft teams it's it was it, for some students they had to be very creative in uh, recreating their learning style and so it's affected students uh, for some in a uh, a negative light but for many it is uh, enhanced their learning uh, because of what was offered and how they were able to schedule classes. Uh, you know, for some, it was, it was a, a barrier to get to the campus. Now the campus was coming to them. And so learning uh, became very creative.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can agree with you on that. Just, uh, just very subjective to, to the learner and how they, how they can adapt to it. Absolutely. Uh, That uh, brings up our next question. Uh, uh, Do you believe that the inequality has increased at the universities and diversity has slowed in the universities uh, after the pandemic?
2: Well, I think, you know, that, When I think about inequalities, I think about opportunities. Uh, I think with the pandemic, yeah, for some, uh, as much as universities try to to provide services or assistance as far as getting students uh, connected, they didn't have laptops or didn't have um, enough or any type of Internet. Uh, it, it, universities did the best they could with the resources that they had in the amount of time that they had. Now, was it still inequitable? Yes. In some cases, in many cases, uh, because it wasn't just not having uh, the internet or the the um, the uh, 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 computers. It was just for some places, uh, for some students, and a lot of our diverse students to, to get Onto the campus was to get them out of some situations, you know. Uh, for many students, it's it's hard to be at at home, and particularly if your parents don't understand it, or if you're a first generation student and you're you're used to coming to campus because you've set up a, a your your schedule and the way to learn. But now you're at home and you're in a maybe in a room with your siblings, uh, and so I I, I think that that students began to think more about what institutions best fit them and their learning styles During, during the pandemic. We saw a lot of our students of color in particular decided to say, hey, if I'm going to be at home and I'm going to be taking classes, I'm going to save money. So I'm going to take these, some of these classes at the community college. And so a lot of our universities saw uh, a decrease in um, our students of color. We had a huge, you think about it, social media was big. Uh, so, so students had more time where they were just focused on school and social media. So we saw this, this rise and this strong push for students to look at and to attend HBC use and uh, our historically black colleges, universities, as well as our uh, Hispanic serving institutions. And so we saw students looking at, hey, here's an opportunity. I, I've always wanted to attend maybe a school like a Howard or a, a Spelman or a FAMU and, and, you know, thought about what it would cost to be there as far as being on campus. But now, if it's all virtual, it may be a little, it, it may be in my price range. And so, so we 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 saw we've seen um, a, 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 a decrease in some of our in our diversity efforts uh, at our colleges and universities, but we've seen an increase in college going uh, students coming to college, whether it's at a college, a four year institution, a two year institution, or even our our trade school. So, to answer your question, uh, yes, there, there there has been some issues with inequality. Uh, and most universities, colleges and universities have really worked hard to uh, build bridges and to create opportunities, uh, but we see our diversity at our colleges and universities uh, uh, grow, in particular um a decrease in some of our PWI or our predominantly white institutions and an increase in our uh, HSIs, our Hispanic serving institutions and our uh, historically black colleges and universities.
1: Yes, sir. I definitely,
2: definitely agree with those. And, yeah. and just one agree other, with
1: you on that. Just so.
2: But one other point, and I, I, it just just came to mind too. We we also saw students going to a lot of our schools because some of our schools began to say, "Hey, we'll we'll waive your debt, your graduation debt." Mm-hmm. So, so that that has been appealing, and now we're seeing a wave of schools starting to really talk to our, their graduates, saying, "You know, you graduate, we'll waive your debt." Uh, if you owe anything to the an institution. So that's that's appealing. And in particular, that's a new opportunity for a lot of our students of color. To, if somebody's going to pay off your debt to college, hey, let's do it. Hello. <laughs> Save me some money. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I remember when I came home from school during the pandemic, me and my brother came home at the same time mom was mad because she couldn't say no money we was tearing up the refrigerator
2: yep I, I heard that the most I think <laughs> I think the pandemic has kept Sam's and Costco in business mm-hmm. yes sir
1: uh, with that we're going to take a break uh, with the podcast and we'll be right back
0: this podcast is brought to you by Project Still Rise, home of the National Youth Chamber of Commerce The Chamber is dedicated to youth entrepreneurship success through the facilitation of education and access. For additional information on the National Youth Chamber, please visit the website at www.nychamberpsir.org.
1: And welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, It's your host, Nick Howard, and with our guest, Arthur Gregg, and today's topic was still talking about college life after the pandemic, which leads us to our next question, Uh, Mr. Greg, uh, What do you think and how can uh, students improve their emotional intelligence skills with this new learning environment placed after the pandemic?
2: You know, that's a very good question, uh, Nicholas. And I think to sum it all up is we have to learn how to show grace uh, because this is new to everybody this is new to institutions. It's new to uh, us as a, a society. It's new. And so we're all trying to learn through this together and grow through this together. And I think one of the things that students can do to improve that emotional intelligence, one is to show grace uh, when when someone maybe doesn't have the answer that you want to hear, or that someone is telling you something that you don't want to hear, uh, or it's not happening as fast as you want to. You want it to. I think We've got the students have got to be able to ask for the services that they need. You know, particular, students of color tend to not ask for help. It is not a sign of weakness. If anything, to ask for help is a sign of strength. To tell people what you need helps people get you what you need. Uh, and it helps them get, get it to you quicker. I think we've got to to, to uh, uh, be, be more aggressive and, and thinking about what is it that's going to make me be the best person I can be. What, what What's in it for me? How am I going to get out of it at what I need? And so I think for the emotional intelligence side is, is not just thinking about self all the time, but think about others, thinking about how this is new to you. It's new to that person in financial aid who's having to work from home and maybe having to take care of their kids at home, too. It's new to that person who maybe works in the, in the cafeteria. It's new to all of us. And so if we just take a moment and Step back and think about how it not only affects us, but how it's affecting others. I think that will help us improve all everybody. It'll help improve uh, all of our our emotional intelligence for all of us.
1: You I mean, just on the road right now, Mister Greg, because that that just leads perfectly to our next question. Is just um, how has the pandemic uh,
2: affected the university faculty and staff? Um, it's tough. I, I'm not going to tell you a story, man. You know, to, for some uh, to have to, you know, you leave on a, on a Friday, I'll never forget, March 13th, and we left saying, Uh, Pack up your stuff. We are going to, we're going into lockdown and lockdown, meaning you're going to have to work and and everything that you do on a campus, you have to do it from your residence. Uh, That's meeting with students, that's meetings, that's programming, that's advising, that's um, making sure students get financial aid, all of that. And so, uh, and on top of that, now you're taking the thing that you spent so much time away from home to a to a place that you spent less time in. and So it's an adjustment of being now in a, in, at home. It's, it's easier when you're working on campus because you, you know, you, you, you're, you're working on campus. You're away from home. And so um, now you can, you can separate the two, home, work. Now and that time, you couldn't. And so it's been really tough. It's been a time of uncertainty. It's been a time of um, for, for many faculty and staff not knowing, just like students. Uh, we're, we're concerned about masks and mandates, and we're concerned about getting COVID. We're concerned about um, everything that most of our students, our constituents are concerned about. It's tough. Um, my staff wants to, you know, part of them wants, wants to work remote, but we also have to be reminded that we are students facing um, folk. We are in this thing because of students. Without our students, we have no job. We have no university, no colleges, nowhere to go. And so we have to remember how to do this thing called work-life balance. Uh, and, And it may not look the same for everybody, but we've got to create it. We've got to create space and opportunity for ourselves. And we've got to be careful. And we've got to help our students be careful as well. Yeah, absolutely. It just—it's uh, just crazy. It's just like
1: so many, so many jobs lost for the faculty and staff. You know, some, some step down. It's just, just a crazy time to work through, and just yeah. for everyone. So it's just, uh,
2: yeah. People are, you know, there It's just like it's just like we talk about corporate America. We're we're losing faculty and staff who are saying, you know, I can, I would retire, or as opposed to go back to campus if I can't continue to work remote, then I'm going to find a job that where I can work remote because they may have, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they're depending upon their situation at home. And so it, it, it's a, just as it was and has been a challenging time for uh, our students, it's been the same for faculty and staff and administrators on our colleges and universities. And mm-hmm. yes, it's been tough, but we have learned how to be creative we've learned how to do things virtual we've learned how to provide programs we've learned how to do school a totally different way and so if anything ever happens we know how we we can go uh we can provide education in various ways to uh uh now more students
1: that's what we're supposed to do as humans you know we're supposed to adapt and grow we just can't sit and sulk so that's right definitely Yes, sir. Uh, uh, that brings us to our last question. Is uh, just uh, before we get out of here, you know, what are some good tips and pointers you want to pass on to help students to survive the impact of COVID while on college campuses this upcoming year?
2: You know, I think part of one of the things that, that it, it, for me, and I, I, I share this with my staff and our faculty, that this is an opportunity to slow down. Recreate yourself. Um, you know, take that time. Be intentional with your learning. You know, take the time to think about and 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 is this is your is the major that you in is that is that where your passion is? You know, take the time to really research that. You can recreate yourself. Most of students, a lot of our students have we noticed were um, overcommitted. Organize. Clubs, uh, work, uh, and, and they were emotional zombies. And so this is the time now to, to evaluate: Do I need all of that? Um, uh, we we typically use it to tell students, you know, you shouldn't be in you're your you should not be in more clubs than your 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 your, G, your GPA. So for example, uh, you know, if you're in more if your club number is higher than your GPA, you're overextended. So if you have a 3.0 GPA, that's three organizations. We had more of students who were in six. You know, if you had a two, if you got a two point something, that's two organizations. You know, if you got a one point something, that means you, you are, your, your, your classwork is an organization. So, you know, yeah. now's the time to, to uncommit to so many things that were not growing and developing you into who you needed to be. Uh, It's a time to evaluate your decisions. Is this the right place for you? Uh, Is this the right opportunity? Is that job the right job for you? You know, should I be working over here at 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 Whataburger or should I be really focusing on trying to get an internship in my major? Now, don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong with working at Whataburger. I love Whataburger, Uh, but we have to (laughs) think about it. If you want to own Whataburger, then work in Whataburger forever. But if you want to be, you know, a a broker, a stockbroker. Working in Whataburger may not help you as much as getting an internship with a brokerage firm. And so really kind of evaluating where you're putting your time and spending your time, where you're spending your money. You know, I've heard more students say they saved more money during the pandemic. Continue that. Continue that. You don't have to shop mm-hmm. up. You don't have to buy up. Save that money. How are you investing that money? Think about taking the money that you were spending at Starbucks, you know, every day and then buying some stock, investing it in some stock uh, that will pay you some dividends down the road. Be creative, you know, be creative in, 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 in what you do. Uh, most students have... I say two or three side hustles or hustles in them. Start your own business. During the pandemic, you know, there there are so many different things that you can do. As creative as our students are, everything from web design to logo creation to um, uh, creating things online, opportunities online. Create your own business so that you can say, Yes, I'm a business owner and a student. So I think there are a lot of opportunities um, to help us transition or that I I would pass on to to take this time and don't see, don't dwell in what you lost in the pandemic, but spend time in the gains from the pandemic. Celebrate the gains from the pandemic
1: we can definitely look on the negatives of the pandemic, but so much positive has come out of it. You know, it's brought the, the grit and grind out a lot of people to be able, you know, survive because that's that's what we had to do is just basically
2: survive during this time. So and exactly. it brought the hustle out of everybody. Exactly. I mean if we can if you have you survive as a college student a pandemic, you can survive anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Mr. Greg. I want to thank you for your time and just uh, being able to give us some beautiful insight and uh, just be able to pass it on to these students as they get ready for an- another school year. And just uh, and
2: just thank you for your time. Any last words? I would say, Nicholas. Uh, one, it was it's great being on here, but um, I just think this is our opportunity. You you get one big opportunity. This is our big opportunity. And to our college students, this is your big opportunity to recreate and to create and to be who you were called to be and not who people expect you to be. Be who you're called to be. Take this pandemic and celebrate the good. Learn from the negative. Yeah, absolutely. Arthur, Greg, everyone, and
1: this is the Keep On Rising Up podcast, priored by Project Still Our Rise. And it's your favorite host, Nick Howard. And I hope y'all have a great rest of the day.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this segment of Keep Rising with Project Still Our Rise. Please stay connected with us by visiting our website at www.psir.org. We look forward to you joining us next week. And remember, whatever you do, keep rising.